Greetings. Welcome. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jenny. And this is End of the Nominees Were, a podcast where we watch every movie ever nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Hooray! And this is our... Hooray, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Give ourselves a big round of applause. Well... I'll give myself a, a, a small a round. Yes, uh, a small round of applause because yeah. uh, uh, we are recording this episode that was supposed to be out yesterday. Yeah, this episode was, uh, was supposed to come out uh, two days ago from yeah, when we're recording this. Yes, yeah. Um, and we just didn't have time to record it. No, that's true. My schedule has been all over the place, and yeah. uh, and I am a a sleepy person. Oh no! <laughs> so so we'll see. I'm that's gonna. Okay. I'm going to make the the best of it. Yeah. Uh, this is our last nominee of 1972 before we get That's to the true. winner. That's true. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the movie today is Sounder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by Martin Ritt, starring uh, Cicely Tyson, Paul Winfield, Kevin Hooks. And uh, it, it turns out uh, I was correct. That it was based on a book yeah. about a dog. Well, I I knew I knew that much, but okay. So like, I thought. Uh, I mean, I assumed going into it, I didn't really. I wasn't looking forward to this movie because I don't like uh, like kids stories about kids and their dogs. Right. Because uh, when I, I have memories of having to read these stories as a kid. And I didn't like dogs as a kid. I, I was scared of them. Uh, dogs used to bite me. And no, uh, dogs shouldn't bite you. I know. I know. And I keep telling them that. And they keep biting me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't like dogs. And I remember in like third or fourth. I had never read this book, by the way. Uh, and no, I've never no, read no. like Old Yeller. Um, but I had to read one of these dog books. I had uh-huh. to read uh, Where the Red Fern Grows. Yes, I read yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I remember when I was in. I think it was when I was in fourth grade going into fifth grade. Uh, one of our our summer for summer reading, we had to read. We had like to, we had to read like three from a list of like you know right. ten or twelve yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. And I ended up picking this book called Shiloh um, because it was kind of short. Uh, and then I could read books that I actually wanted to read uh, <laughs> after I finished it in like three days. And, uh, and I didn't like it. It was about uh, this boy in the South and he had a dog and like that's it. And then, you know, of course, the dog gets like run over by a car and he's OK, but he still gets or no, he gets like mauled by a fox or something. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> just any bad thing you can imagine happening to a dog would always happen that's in true. these in these books. Yeah, I don't even remember what happens to the dog and where, where the red fern grows. I, mm-hmm. I know they die. Yeah. Or at least one of them dies. I, I think there's two dogs. Okay. Uh, anyway, I read this book and I didn't care for it. And then the next year, when like fifth grade going into sixth grade, they had another summer reading list, but it was... Uh, there were a couple that we could choose from, but there were also some that we had to read, all of us, mm. because they wanted us to, you know, I don't know. Be able to be, discuss yeah. with each other. And uh, because of the the overwhelming uh, success uh, in our grade of getting people to read the book Shiloh, we had to read the sequel, Shiloh Season. <laughs> and I was like, no, why? More of this dog stuff. 
<laughs> uh, maybe maybe he gets eaten by raccoons or whatever in one book and gets run over by a car in the next <laughs> book. I don't know. Uh, just keep thinking of terrible things to happen to Shiloh. Right. Yeah. Poor Shiloh. Yeah. He doesn't deserve this. No, I'm sure he doesn't. I think we even had to watch the movie version of Shiloh. Which oh, I yeah? Don't, I don't know why there was so much Shiloh stuff. <laughs> Friggin' dogs. <laughs> friggin dogs yeah um i have i have gotten over my uh fear and dislike of dogs but i i still don't care that much about dogs like you know i like pictures of cute dogs on the internet as much as anybody but i don't actually want to be near dogs really yeah okay um and i and i don't really and like stories about uh you know deep emotional connections to dogs don't have the same relevant uh resonance to me i I mean, well, I never had pets, so um, so yeah. I, I understand that. I had fish. Uh, mm. You 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 can't get emotionally attached to fish. No, you can't even tell them apart. They're fish. <laughs> no. um, and uh, my that's co- why you only get one fish at a time, so you right? can really de- develop a deep bond yeah, with it. Apparently, <laughs> but no, we had a fish tank, yeah. so we had a bunch of fish in it. And then uh, one year we went on vacation, and my cousin was supposed to feed the fish, but uh, I don't know, apparently you were supposed to put... Well, he didn't forget to feed the fish, but you were okay. supposed to put, like, ice in the fish tank or something when there was a heat wave or something mm-hmm. like that, and he didn't remember, and then the fish died. I know. Did they boil? Apparently. <laughs> that I, seems really hard. It seems... They? I can't. I imagine they can't have literally boiled, no. you know, but... Uh, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah. Um, so then I never loved again. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know. I... I understand the idea of emotional yeah. connections to animals. I mean, yeah, I understand the ideas <laughs> like, uh, behind most. Animals are nice for the most part. Yeah, they're they're very genuine. Yep, that's true. I understand the idea behind most uh, emotional attachments. <laughs> uh, doesn't mean I get them. Uh, right, right. <laughs> that I have yep. those same feelings. Yep, I, is how I am a robot. I am a robot. We the uh, yeah. Did I? I don't know if we told you, uh, listeners, that this is the first <laughs> podcast hosted entirely by artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's why we're watching all these movies. We're trying to understand humanity. What is love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so let's talk about sounders yeah uh that was all basically to say that uh i was pleasantly surprised this movie is barely about this dog that's named sounder. true yeah yeah um it is mostly about this kid yeah uh, david lee um mm-hmm. i i do remember reading that when this uh project was brought to the screenwriter they want to adapt it he like turned it down because he's like i don't really want to write about a kid and his dog and they're like nah, you don't have to do that he's like okay i want to write about like this family and their experiences and they're like sure sure fine whatever yep uh and that was a good decision yeah i agree um i i want i want to get into this after we talk about the yeah. movie a little bit but um you know i didn't read the book but i read the wikipedia summary of the book <laughs> and the book sounds terrible yeah it sounds like what i thought the movie was mm-hmm. gonna be it's just misery yeah and uh, well, well but we'll get into mm-hmm. that so although i will say that even even so watching uh this movie i i just a lot of the time just had a sense of dread you know <laughs> I was just waiting for bad things to happen to people. Yeah, um, it's like it's like but a I think, low key. I think it was the immigrants' fault. Right. I think the immigrants yeah. uh, conditioned <laughs> me for that. This this movie does have a lot in common with the immigrants. I think uh, in like style and like 
Uh, yeah, and the, I can see that. Not like the specific story beats, but like the the characters that it focuses on. You know, there's mm-hmm. a very not working class. Even like they're rural people. They're like right. you know they uh, they have land and that's about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are, and they're sharecroppers, yeah. so they don't even get to really profit or anything. Yeah, it seems like they have their own little homestead that they might grow some stuff on, but their job is farming for uh, right. for someone else. Exactly. And they get to keep like part of it. Yeah. And um and it's clearly not really you know they don't make money doing it because they also the guy that owns their land uh is the guy from the the grocery store that yeah. they you know they just have a credit bill like that they yeah. you know and they have you know she like trades him i don't know wheat i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah. sugar whatever yeah. it is yeah. um to uh, get to get groceries mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he's just like oh well you know you still owe blah 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 did this and that meh, meh. anyway he's a jerk <laughs> yes uh so this movie uh, takes place in louisiana in the 1930s mm-hmm. and it focuses on this uh this family um What's their last name? The I Morgans, Morgans, I believe. Yeah, I forgot that they had like a last name because, uh, like, at least there because there's Nathan Lee and David Lee, and they keep right. saying them like that. So you just yeah. think that like, and, like Lee's so, their last exactly. name, you know. Also, it kept tripping me up because uh, it's silly, but I, I just finished watching the show The Good Wife, and so I have The Good Wife on the brain all the time. I've watched like seven seasons in like <laughs> as many weeks, uh, and one, one of the recurring lawyers on that show is named David Lee, and he's like the worst in the best oh, way, no. and so I just kept thinking of David Lee, the lawyer from The I Good Wife. I kept thinking of David Lee Roth. That's fair too. You know, who's also the worst in the best way? <laughs> exactly. Oh. I actually no. I, I I didn't think of him at all oh, during okay. the movie. I just thought of him now oh. as we were having this conversation. Um, but I could have. I could have thought. Yeah. Um, I can't remember uh, Cicely Tyson's character's name. The, uh, the her name is Rebecca. Yes, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, she rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the best. Um, yeah, and so like. So they have a dog. The dog is Sounder. Mm-hmm. It's it's the small there. family. There's, there's uh, three kids. Yeah. And they live like real far out uh, from town. Right. In this little tiny uh, patch of patch of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 a black family. I don't know if we we mentioned that. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, but it, it's it's important to the story. Yes. Yeah. We bring that up. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and they, uh, like Sounder is their... They're coonhound, basically. Yeah. He helps them hunt, mm-hmm. you know, food. Raccoons. Raccoons, uh, specifically. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, right at the beginning of the movie, they're trying to get raccoons, mm-hmm. and and they fail. Mm-hmm. They they fail at hunting. Yeah. And, um, and so the dad goes and steals some meat. Yeah. He, feel, he just uh, he feels like such a failure. He can't provide for his family. They're, they're, they're starving, like in the, the immigrants, basically. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, but they're already in America, right? Uh, so they have to steal uh, some, some meat yep. to survive. Uh, but uh, but he gets found out pretty yeah. quickly. Pretty pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he gets sent to jail. And a lot of the next like hour or so of the film is just is like them dealing with uh, with him getting sent to jail, right. trying to go see him, the trial. Although the, you don't actually see the trial, no, you, you just sort of see no, like, the, the verdict. I don't think there really is a trial, is the yeah, impression probably, that, yeah, that I got. Not. You know, they were like, well, 
we know that you did this Mm -hmm. because here is the meat. We found it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they basically just just sent him. That's about it. And they send him to a prison camp, a labor camp. camp. And like because of insane Louisiana laws, like they're not even allowed to know which camp he right. goes to. They, and I, they and won't I think it's just him. because they're black. Yeah. Like, it's, it yeah, seems they like, say that, but I'm not sure why. I, I, I think they did make a law that, that black people couldn't know where their That's family really was. weird. Yeah, I don't That's know. It's like, I mean, it sounds racism, like, yeah. am I right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. There's never any uh, explanation given for these things, but there's mm-hmm. all sorts of things that, like, you know, they can't do because because it's the law. Yeah. And uh, and the sheriff is just like, well, you know, I would help you, but but this is the law. But he, mm-hmm. he clearly doesn't actually want to help. He's just saying that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a little thing is that while, when they're taking Nathan Lee off to jail... Uh, their dog Sounder sort of runs after him, and uh, one of the guards uh, shoots him and grazes him. Yeah, and he sort of runs off uh, and uh, is not seen for a lot of the movie, really. Right. Uh, which I think might have just been the screenwriter being like, "I don't want to deal with this damn dog." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it it is funny because ultimately uh, Sounder is not very important to this movie. Yeah, no, and, not at but, all. But it's still named I imagine, after him. I imagine he's uh, much more important to the book, which will uh, which right. well, you will you will guide us through yep. later. Yep. So after a while, they're, they're basically uh, trying real hard to find out where uh, the dad is, and they're trying to go visit him. And uh, David Lee sort of uh, goes off on an adventure. They finally get the name of uh, the yeah, camping. They get, yeah, the lady that uh, Rebecca does laundry for. Mm-hmm. Like likes David Lee because he's always delivering the laundry and she knows that he likes reading and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She lends him books and she's like, well, I'm going to help you out. And the sheriff's like, oh, well, if you help this this family, I'm going to tell everybody in town mm-hmm. what kind of company you keep or whatever. It's very threatening and yes. weird and gross. Um, I don't know. But she does it anyway and it's nice. So then, But then David Lee has to like walk off by himself for like weeks it seems like i think it's probably only a couple of days each way yeah probably Uh, probably only maybe maybe two or three days okay uh journey but it's still a long time to just walk they can't you know can't get a ride anywhere they're just going off into the wilds of louisiana trying to find this labor camp and he he does get to the camp but uh but either his dad isn't there or they just shoo him away. It's kind of un- unclear. Yeah, it's unclear because everybody is just like, no, he's not here or whatever. But, well, and so then he starts asking the other prisoners mm-hmm. and they're just and then, like, yeah. no, we don't know this guy. Yeah, so, don't like, get us in trouble. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, and and a guard like whips him on the hand, cuts yep. his hand mm-hmm. like a real dick. He's mm-hmm. a small child. Like, I don't know. And then he winds up, uh, he winds up at a school. Mm-hmm. Um... Which he already, he goes to, um, he goes to school in his town, but he goes mm-hmm. to, like, uh, it's basically a white school. There are only, like, four, three or four black mm-hmm. kids in the class. Um, yeah, but, and he only goes, like, when he can, right, basically, when he, he doesn't to have work. to work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and this is, and, uh, this is, seems to be an all-black uh, school right. run by a black school teacher yep. who takes him and cl- uh, cleans up his hand 
uh, I think he was uh, asking for directions when he right. came in, but yeah. uh, but she asked him like what he was doing, and then she has him stay the night at his house, uh, at her house, uh, to uh, so he heals up and then gets sent on his way. Yep, but he gets to sit through class and stuff, mm-hmm. and she could tell, you know. That for one thing, she can tell that he's smart, but she also can tell that he likes school and he wants yeah. to be learning and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so she sends him back home with with basically uh, a letter being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. so um, it, you know, David Lee can come to this school next year mm-hmm. if you want, but you know, he'll have to stay here because it's it's so far away. Yeah. He won't be, you know." She also sends him back with books by like uh, W. B. Oh, yeah. Du Bois yep. because he'd been reading like the Three Musketeers, yeah, which, which is uh, really, it's good stuff, but it's right. you know fun adventure. Right. And uh, she, and this teacher's really into like the like uh, the Black Excellence movement at the time. You know, yeah, it was like the Harlem yep. Renaissance right. type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah she just really wants to encourage mm-hmm. growth yeah. basically, mm-hmm. and it's real great. Yeah, and she seems uh, like a nice lady. yeah, and towards the end of the movie, uh, Nathan Lee shows back up just on a on a big crutch. Apparently, he yep. was in a he was in an explosion. Yeah, right. He was damaged by explosion by, by dynamite. Uh, by dynamite, and yep. he hurt his leg, and so they couldn't work anymore. So they just sent him home. Fr- yep. <laughs> they yep. sent him home from prison. Yep, but it seems like he, like uh you know like he didn't get out early early it's yeah. you know he was like so a lot of a sentence right exactly. a fair a fair amount yeah it's enough time that um when he's first going to jail um the storekeeper is giving rebecca a hard time like mm-hmm. well you know if they send him to prison who's gonna work who's gonna you know oh yeah that's right because it's, it's really just his job and then uh Rebecca and the kids right. take over for uh, for exactly. Nathan Lee. Yeah, and just the whole family, uh, you know, they they mm-hmm. do the whole process. So they, yeah. they they basically do the work of of one uh, <laughs> adult man. I mean, I feel like probably you know they also they already like helped out, yeah. but yeah, but because he is in prison the whole time, they the whole season goes by. They they plant, they harvest, you know, they. Mm-hmm. Make molasses or whatever. Yeah, I like can't figure out what the machine does. Yeah, it I think they were. Like I think they were making molasses. molasses right? Yeah, it's definitely they're, they were definitely growing sugar cane and mm-hmm. sort of grounding it up somehow. Yeah, uh, either into you know sugar or uh, yeah. I really molasses. like the big machine though. Yeah, the mule. It's just, yeah. It's just a big lever thing with a mule on one end mm-hmm. and it just walks in a circle. Yeah. It grinds. Like, yeah, I've seen things like that in uh, in like medieval movies and stuff, you know. <laughs> it's very it's very ancient technology. I just found it I found it fascinating yeah. for some reason. Although I I also found it threatening, you know, mm-hmm. cuz cuz it's just a big pole that's just swinging in circles yep. and I'm like, "Oh no, somebody's going to get maimed." Somebody's uh, going to get maimed. And he does get knocked does down get hit, by but, when he comes he back. Just, he just falls over. Yeah, he like, just yeah, he gets uh, back up. Yeah. And and yeah, and basically he comes back towards the end of the movie and everybody's very happy, but he does have a bit of uh, you know, he does have a bad leg and he can't really right. do uh, as much work as he could exactly. for and so uh, David Lee wants to stay behind and be with his dad and and help out, and yeah. there's like no, go learn. Right? Are you nuts? Yeah. You get to go to school for like free or something. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's true. Be go be smarter than us, <laughs> which I really like because I feel like uh, it's a cliche. It's it's amongst like 
like th- these kinds of movies uh, where uh, you know where with some, like working class people person... is like oh yeah I want I'm they they're clearly smart and they're like uh, okay I got a chance to go to college and they're like what do you want to go to college for right what are you gonna learn stuff no you just stay and work in a factory like everybody else it's like uh, but it's like in Goodwill Hunting where yeah. like you know where Will is smart and he can go learn things and mm-hmm. and he's like no whatever what am I gonna do the, what am I gonna do go to college and yeah. learn things and Chucky's like. Yeah, you idiot. Go go learn things. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like I'm not smart. I'm just going to live my life here. It's going to be fine. He's like yep. you should you should go be a scientist or whatever you're yeah. going to do. So. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. It's nice when people encourage each other to learn. Yeah. Uh yeah, learning lots, is good. Yeah. Lots of people feel threatened by other people knowing stuff. This is ridiculous. And I know. What a bunch of idiots. What a bunch of idiots. They're so stupid. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no learning is good yeah um, learning is good if you don't know stuff pursue knowledge uh, basically yeah if you feel there's nothing wrong with not knowing stuff but yeah, the pursuit of exactly. knowledge is nice if you're afraid to learn stuff uh, why not just learn some things learn some things yeah yep. there's your lesson for today go learn some things <laughs> go learn some things the more what you know what if the thing that people learned was that they should go learn some things well yeah that's that's a useful first thing to learn <laughs> yeah right so yeah, so um, and that's basically that's yeah. that's, that's, that's the entire movie. On that note. Yeah. yeah, the dog is irrelevant. Yeah, really. Yeah, the dog comes back at some point. We missed that because yeah. like, who cares? Uh, well, I mean, the movie is, doesn't really care that much. Yeah, I feel like as far as the the movie goes, the dog is like symbolic. Yeah, because you know when they're hunting, you know Sounder because he barks. He mm-hmm. you know he leads them to to you know the raccoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, when he gets shot, uh, he, he doesn't bark anymore and he like kind of doesn't make sound. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I think that he, I thought it was until, uh, Nathan Lee comes back, but I think it is before that. I think you do yeah. hear sound or bark like once. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time being like, ah, oh, oh, the thing is happening. No, it didn't. It didn't happen. The miracle didn't happen. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, but but it's essentially true. It's like yeah. you know, I'm, yeah, it seems like it means something, right? Like it's connected, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, this is apparently a way more in the book too. So yeah. anyway, okay. but yeah, so it's really more uh, symbolic. Like Sounder's supposed to be like you know David's friend, mm-hmm. kind of, but also they, I mean, he goes with him on the the journey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's very important. Uh, nothing happens. Like, you know, he Sounder doesn't, like, fight off robbers or anything like that. that <laughs> yeah, would hap- the, That would yeah. happen in an 80s kids movie. Yeah, exactly. Know? That's the thing about Sounder is that he doesn't actually do anything helpful yeah. uh, throughout the movie. He's just a dog. Yeah, he's just a dog. You know, a Which is dog. fine. Uh, yeah. most, most dogs are just dogs. Right, exactly. Every uh, Most dogs, dogs in, in dog movies have to be, like, some special exactly. dog. Exactly, yep. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a dog. He's, he's a good a dog. dog. Yeah. Yep. He helps them. Good dog. Yep. Um, yeah, but I really uh, enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I liked it too. It's it's a very simple uh, story, you know. It's uh, not very flashy. It did remind me of The Immigrants, although, like, uh, like in The Immigrants, there's a lot of, like, scenes of them just, like, doing farm work, and there's uh-huh. not that as much in Sounder, but it still has that sort of feel where you're kind of just watching these people's lives happen a little yep. bit. 
Yeah, I think that it also gives you a good idea of how hard it is that they're working. You yeah. know, like, especially considering that it's, like, three small kids. They're mm-hmm. not even, like, older kids. Um, I don't know how old David Lee is supposed to be. Yeah, but he seems like he's he maybe like, eight or nine. Yeah. Like, well, I would say maybe older than that. Like, maybe 11. But, okay. But I don't know if it's just because he's skinny. Yeah, I don't know. Or tall, I meant. <laughs> it's not because he's skinny. Yeah. You know how old skinny kids look. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't remember. But but yeah, just these little kids, and they just work so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the best, too, when um, when they go to like just deliver you know, the, the crops to the, the dick bag who owns the, the farm. Um, who is not like a super dick bag, really. He's, I mean, he's hard on them and he like wants his uh, work done and it sucks that they have to, are in a position that they have to do it, but he's not well, like the, the meanest man. I mean, he, town. no, he, his, he isn't, but he does yell at her for a good five minutes straight about how her husband getting arrested makes him look for uh, for sticking up well, for them, the thing is for like, giving them opportunities. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that scene. Like she goes to get stuff to like bake him a cake. Right. And, to ba- and, uh, yeah, her husband. Bake, not, yeah, bake not her husband a cake. Yeah. And he's just sort of going on about how this like impacts him. But the like the thing is, I think it's interesting that he doesn't really like yell at her. He's like real condescending towards her. He's like, you know, what what's gonna happen? You know, when uh, you guys can't work for me no more. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh, it's a weird thing. Like like it would have been really easy for this movie to just demonize uh all of the like the the people in town like the sheriff and stuff and they're you know you don't like them right uh, i don't like the sheriff or anything but they don't they do seem it don't seem like evil they just seem like they're like pawns in this system that has uh been put in place a little bit i mean yes and no they are making those choices well they are making those choices but i don't think they're doing it maliciously you know i don't think they're like cartoonishly evil people which they no they're not which they easily could have been but they are racist people probably yeah yes um yeah but it's just you know it's like saying well it was the style at the time yeah like yeah but that doesn't make it better they're still racist doesn't make it better i'm not advocating for these people (laughs) right but i but i I do know but 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 you're right though that the movie doesn't make them evil yeah i feel like uh a lot of the the choices like around the edges of the story are very much about like about this system that is in place so like uh, yeah uh like how entrenched these like uh these uh uh statuses are yeah you know like like uh, like in this town, it feels like black people are just sort of inherently inferior, right. you know. And, and it's not that anybody's like choosing to make it that way. It's just like that's the way it's been, and so that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. You know? But but what I'm saying is that that's still a choice at all the time. Well, I'm not saying it's right. not. I'm okay, just okay. pointing out how the movie that, is sort of about that. Right. I agree. And I think it's very telling, um, you know, when uh, David goes to the the teacher's house, mm-hmm. when, you know, she takes him to stay at her house uh, after he's been at school, um, that, like, he just, 
he like kind of just stops in the doorway because he kind of can't get over what a nice house she has. Yeah, like, and she it's like not a nice like how she lives in like very small. Yeah, it's a very small place, but she like, has house, nice she has, things. Right, like, she, she has like a tablecloth mm-hmm. and books, mm-hmm. and they they live in a cabin with like nothing in it. Yeah. basically, you know, it's just all wood, and that's about it. Yeah. I, I th- another thing that I I um, felt is like I feel like the way this movie uh, was shot, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that just sort of like reinforces this this world, almost like visual gags, except they're not funny. Like I remember uh, at one point uh, the kids all all deliver the laundry to this uh, this woman that they do right. laundry for mm-hmm. this uh, white woman who lives in a nice house and stuff and you know they go knock on the door and then it cuts to a uh, shot from inside and it sort of follows the woman going to the door and on her way to the door she like uh, crosses behind a wall that has just a big huge rifle on it right and like as the camera turns the rifle's pointed right at the door right uh, and you know she's very nice uh, she yeah. would never it doesn't seem like she would ever use it on on these kids right but it's it's just sort of like showing that like that threat of violence is always there yeah it's always sort yeah. of inherent in the in the uh, interactions you have right <laughs> as uh, and uh, another time uh when uh, I think it's uh I think Rebecca goes to the prison to see her husband and and she's not allowed to see him mm-hmm. and there's a shot of her and in the background you just see uh in the uh, in the um, police station there's just like a poster on the wall and all you can really read on it is the big word that says loyalty yeah mm-hmm yeah, and and other thing, another one I remember is like when when uh, Nathan Lee is in like the courthouse being sentenced, it's completely empty except for his family and the judge and you know a, a couple of like court personnel. There's no like audience, there's no jury, uh, but like as it like pans over to see them leave, like the camera is right in front of the jury box, which is empty. Right. Yeah, you know? and mm-hmm. and that's like the largest thing in the frame, just like showing that there's like nobody there to actually. Like, you know, judge him fairly. Right. This is deep. <laughs> there's just things that I know. Yeah. Like, I just... Uh, no, it's true, yeah. though. I, I, I do think there's a lot of that sort of thing in this mm-hmm. movie. I think it's very... Uh, everything is, like, chosen with care. Yeah. And it's really nice. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by Martin Ritt, who uh, has made a lot of movies, most of which I haven't seen, but are supposed to be good. He, he directed, like, HUD and Norma Ray and uh, lots of I have I've seen oh, which ones oh yeah I've seen The Spy Who Came In From The Cold okay which is very good and The Front which okay. is uh, a very good movie about um, about The Blacklist a lot of movies that seem pretty good that I would like to watch uh, but I feel like he's never seen as like this you know this auteur type filmmaker because all his right. movies are very different but it seems like he uh, he puts a lot of thought into like the staging and compositions, uh, at least in this movie, mm-hmm. which I think was very well put together. I agree. I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the acting is quite good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Cicely Tyson made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> she was very good. Yeah. When uh, when they reunite and stuff, 
she just has so many feelings and then and then the kids are all and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah kevin hooks is real good too yeah he's yeah. really good mm-hmm. yeah they both I, I i had emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's an emotional it's, movie it seems silly when that is my takeaway from a movie i'm like yes i had emotions about this movie um but i don't always you know no that's, yeah. that's not true i have you have emotions about, about every single movie emo- yeah okay so, yeah, so I'm going to try as best as I can to not just read this summary. Okay. But but I have to refer to it because it sounds an awful lot like all the things that we like about the movie sounder are, in, are not... Are... Are, they are the opposite in the, bu- <laughs> in the book. Um, let's start with the fact that uh, Sounder is the only character in the book with a name. Uh. Yeah, right? Isn't that just immediately horrifying? Yeah, I don't like yep. that at all. Yep. The author refers to various characters by their relationship or role in the story. So that's well, probably like father, son, yeah. mom, I mean, I guess, brother. Uh, uh, I did read uh, the book Ragtime, which has that same conceit with yeah, the main family. Yeah, but I hate it there, too. <laughs> like, it's really weird, because you read it, the first few pages you read it, and you're like, oh, it's just sort of like set in a general scene, and then you're like, oh, no, these are the characters of yep, the book. Yep, those are the characters. Uh, and it's weird there, especially because, um, you know, there are uh, also, like, real people and people yeah. with character names in that book, so, Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Didn't like it. But that's beside the point. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, that's actually a thing in the movie that we didn't talk about, is that um, that's one of the things that I like when they're at the school. You know, there's that kid that they're supposed to just be telling true stories for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That scene was so good. That scene is great. Yeah. uh, Yeah. They're just supposed to be telling stories. I guess guess the, the lesson is to tell the truth. And not to, I mean, like, make up stories or something? I think that that... I, <laughs> yes, I think that that is the lesson. But I think that the point of them doing it is supposed to be just, I guess, more of just a general public speaking kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, yeah, it seems like uh, she wants them to be, you know, like, confident right. uh, people. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, and they have to tell the truth because the other kids are going to ask questions mm-hmm. about their story and try to find... The holes in it, basically. Yeah. I think that it's an exercise for everybody all around. Yeah, and but. and so this one kid in class is telling a story about like basically uh, saving his sister who fell in a lake and she can't swim, uh, but he can't swim either. But he uh, managed to pull her out in time. Yeah. Uh, after panicking. Yeah. And all these kids are like, whatever, and that that didn't happen. That's ridiculous. And David yeah. Lee. Yeah, the kids are Twitter in yeah. this situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just like fake. Yeah, what uh, a a tweet that's longer than three tweets didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, but then David Lee uh, is like, "No, nah, I believe him because uh, when stuff is hard, but you have to do it, you just find a way to do it." And yep. so I I know because I, you know, we managed. Uh, my dad went to prison, but we so we had to farm. We never farmed before, but we did it because we had to. And so, yeah, I can see this kid doing it. Yep. That was a nice scene. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, Dad still gets hard labor. He Traveling county to county, the boy resolves to search for his father during the late fall and winter months over a period of several years. Uh. Yep. Yep. 
several years. He also tries, here we go, with some success to teach himself to read newspapers. Huh. Yep. So, like, it's, I guess on the one hand, maybe it's nice that he still has this, like, drive that he wants to learn mm-hmm. things, but, but it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have the same, uh, I guess idea of like yeah this this kid is bright and we want to yeah. help him and this and that. Um, let's see, he still goes to a prison trying to find his dad and gets smacked by a guard. Um, he <laughs> finds a book in a trash can uh, and takes it with him. Then he goes to then he goes to school to to wash his hand and the 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 teacher sees the book that he took out of the trash and and tries to. To teach him to read it, mm-hmm. basically. Let's see. Then one August day, uh, his dad does come back. His He is crippled from being qu- crushed in a quarry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounder, who has anticipated the man's return for days, runs out to meet him and barks. What? You know, in the dramatic way I yeah. thought it was going to happen in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Weeks later, the man and the dog go hunting for the first time since the man's return. Um, he wants, he wanted to invite his kid, but his kid is like tired from working the field all the time. And he's like, oh, and this kid isn't interested in hunting anymore. He's like a man now. And, uh, and so, uh, at dawn, here we go. I have to just read the end of the the last paragraph. Okay. I mean, you read all the rest of it already. No, I didn't. Okay. But I just want to, I just want you to hear this last couple of sentences though. Mm -hmm. Um, at dawn, Sounder comes back without his master, and when the boy follows Sounder to the man, he finds him dead. When the boy returns to the teacher, he tells his mother that Sounder will be dead before he can come back for the holiday. Two weeks before Christmas, Sounder crawls under the porch and dies. Despite their deaths, there's a sense of peace and resolution over the family, especially for the boy who has achieved the thing he most wanted, to learn to read. No. I don't like that. His <laughs> exactly. dad died. His dog yep. died. It sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds like the worst book. This sounds like uh, like uh, precious style misery porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it. Uh, it doesn't seem to be about family or yeah. about hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems to be about sadness. But And he's like, but but the kid learned to read. Yeah. So... So it's okay. Yeah, like, no. I like I like this version where uh, the family is nice uh, yeah. to each other and yeah. everything is hard, but they get by. Yeah, and they still manage to like I don't know laugh and smile sometimes. Right, exactly. And they play uh, baseball and sing songs. Yeah, and his dad doesn't die. Oh yeah, the, the songs they have a uh, like a friend who's nice uh, played by Taj Mahal who just like plays guitar and and sings and with them. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, while they like walk from church. Yeah. Uh, and he seems great. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. And Taj Mahal did all the music for the movie in general, which mm-hmm. uh, is all, they all sound like, you know, like old acoustic blues uh, yeah. records. Music yeah. is good. It's good. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. There is a part that I like where, um, you know, where they're just playing music in the cabin and and talking about like how it makes one uh, ladies want to dance. Mm-hmm. They're like, but it's Sunday, you can't dance on a Sunday. And, <laughs> and then she does anyway. And then as soon as she starts dancing, the Reverend walks in, <laughs> That's like true. walks up to the house. Oh, uh, that reminded me of that part in um, in um, oh, what was that? Um, 
movie called that Danny Glover movie that we watched. Oh, um, uh, to to sleep with anger. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of to sleep with anger. That like uh, he's he was always trying to get those uh, those ladies to dance. That like it's Sunday, I don't dance anymore. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he's trying to get the lady to like sing, uh, sing songs like she used to in the nightclub, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I am saved now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that movie. Yeah, the movie was a trip. That guy was a some bitch. Mm-hmm. Is what he was. <laughs> he was possibly the devil. I was yes. unclear. Yeah. Se- seemed like he was kind of the devil. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be the actual devil or if he was just the worst. I mean, I think it's supposed to be both, a little bit of both. A little, bit of both. Yeah. Little, little ambiguous. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I found out is that uh, uh, this is way off topic now. Sure. With Danny Glover, uh, when he was first in Lethal Weapon uh, and he was retiring because he was turning fifty, Danny Glover was forty, uh, <laughs> and I think To Sleep with Anger was only made like three years after that, uh, when he's like supposed to be like around the same age as these, like, 60-year-olds, yeah, you know, like, or something like that. Like, it feels like he's playing, like, 70 in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Danny Glover just always seemed old, apparently. He's always been too old for this shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, back f- to Sounder. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I don't know whether or not this is relevant, uh-huh. um, but I feel like uh, it should be pointed out that the, the book Sounder is apparently written by a white guy. Uh-huh. Um... Who's just writing about this, you know, poor black family. And uh, I feel like that may be related to the misery porn tone of it. But yeah. but in a way that I'm not smart enough about the subject to really articulate. But mm-hmm. if anybody's got a thesis about this yeah. or a, a, a scholarly paper you've written, <laughs> please share it. Uh, tweet it at Nominee's Pod. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I remember is... Uh, at the end, when uh, they decide that uh, David Lee is gonna go off to school, uh, Nathan Lee takes some of the the money uh, that he's like. I guess he's earned a little bit of money working in the prison camp, or I don't remember where he. They have some <coughs> amount of money oh, for no. some reason. He doesn't. Uh, he, he just talks about um, how they're gonna go to to the same to the you know the general store or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to get in clothes, and and Rebecca's like, we don't have money to get clothes, and he's like. Um, we, we still owe this much money and he's like, ah, let him, you know, let him be in charge of, of the, oh, of the lending and I'll be in charge of the owing or something. I can't remember the phrasing, but it's like, great. He's just basically just like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'm never going to pay this loan. We're going to be in debt the rest of our lives. Might might as well have some fun doing it. Exactly. Uh, which, you know, story of my life. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, mood. <laughs> but they go buy him, like, this nice suit uh, to go off to school with. And I just, I kept thinking, he's going to be the nicest dressed boy in that school. Remember, remember <laughs> we, like, we you see the, the suit, and they're all in just, like, overalls and yeah. rags and stuff. Well, uh, they're not, like, not like, rags. They're not, but, like, they're definitely not dressed as nicely as, like, the kids in the other school that no, he used to go true. to. that's true. But they're learning better. That reminds me, one of the things that I wanted to say about this movie is it might be mm-hmm. the sweatiest movie I've ever ever seen <laughs> like everybody is just hot all the time mm-hmm. everybody's walking everybody is just straight up sweating through all their clothes everybody's going crazy from the heat hey like david lee roth yeah i think, I think that, we, that we pipe in a little like a little bit of like jump right <laughs> no, maybe not no, a little bit of just a gigolo <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's better just like paradise. Yeah. <laughs> just put some just like paradise right now. Sure. 
Um, so that's Sounder. Yep. This movie was nominated for four Academy Awards: Best Picture, obviously, uh, Best Actor for Paul Winfield, Best Actress Cicely Tyson, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. Uh, I agree with all those. Yeah. Uh, Martin Ritt was not nominated. He was the only one of the Best Picture directors not to be nominated. Uh, I think in favor of Joseph L. Mankiewicz for uh, for Sleuth. Okay. Which, you know, they're both very good movies. They're both very uh, good movies. It's, you know, apples and oranges, really. Right. You know, it's kind of hard. To, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not like you can say, like, well, one clearly wasn't uh, as yeah. well thought out or anything. Right. Yeah, they, um, they're both very directed in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, is not filled with uh, crazy shots of automatons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It has um, fields and sweating people, mm-hmm. so yeah. I do feel like also that uh, you know it's a, it's as much of a category fraud as getting uh, Marlon Brando in best leading actor to have Paul Winfield as best leading actor. He's That's basically true. he's, like he's basically the Don Corleone of this movie. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he I, he is I quite good. He's but, very but good. Yeah. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think he should have been nominated for yeah. best supporting actor. Maybe right. maybe even uh, give a little Kevin Hooks. Uh, yeah, best actor. Up. Yeah, why not? He yeah. was he was really good. He was really uh, good. Child actors, uh, no, I, I was gonna say like sometimes child actors are iffy, but like not as not more often than regular actors. I, I agree feel like. with that. Yeah. yeah, I think that when people talk about how um, you know unnatural child actors are and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I think it's that they, um, well, they don't hang out with children that much. <laughs> You know, and like, so they have an idea in their head of what a child is like, Mm -hmm. but children are different from each other. They're very, you know, like show busy, polished children who Mm -hmm. are not in showbiz. You know, they're just that kind of person that Mm -hmm. they're, they're a little smart ass or whatever. And then there are weird, shy, awkward kids, you know, And, and like there's. There's, you know, a whole a whole range of kids. Yeah, I think there's probably also your fair share of directors who uh, maybe aren't as comfortable directing children as they are uh, adults because you just have to have, like, a different approach sometimes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, some kids may be able to just approach a role like a, like a regular actor would, but sometimes you gotta just, like, talk them and say, like, how would you feel if, you know, somebody did this? Maybe right. do that, you know, you gotta coach them through it more. Yeah. Uh, than other things it's um not to get too off topic but Mm -hmm. um it's a real as much as they seem to enjoy the experience like you can see a real difference in the first two harry potter movies and then the third one uh because chris columbus uh from all i've heard his attitude in directing them was like okay now look happy now look sad you know and and like they're they're not good actors in those first two movies and, like, it's not like they are automatically better once they start working with Quaron, but, like, they're automatically better when they start working <laughs> with Quaron. Yeah, Chris Columbus, I guess before that, his main working with kids was in, like, Home Alone. And, like, Macaulay Culkin seems like a special case where he'll, you, just, you just tell him to do something and he just lights up the screen. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was really, like, a one-in-a-million child actor. That's true. So I can imagine uh, just trying the same approach on... Uh, sometimes scenes with like hundreds of children and you know uh, getting uh, quickly getting out of control and 
Uh, I found out that Macaulay Culkin uh, listens to at least one movie podcast, so I think oh. I think that we should tweet at him, get him yes. closer to our show. Yeah, apparently, like, hey, what's up? It seems uh, big into po- podcasting now. He's got his own podcast. He has his own podcast. Yeah. I thought he might, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta get a crossover going. Yeah, hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, an interesting thing about this movie a couple years later i think 78 uh they released a sequel to this movie called weirdly i think its official title is part two sounder uh i think that's just because of like the way that credits you know will show up on a movie screen like it probably was like they thought it'd be cool to have it say part two fade in like part two and then fade in sounder but that means its official name is part two sounder uh, <laughs> gotta think about these things when yep. you're making your title cards it's true um, and that movie had the same producer and screenwriter but uh, none of the actors came back and it's apparently uh, awful okay uh, it's apparently it's very not good I don't even remember I don't remember what the plot of it is I can't even find a link to it there's apparently this. a oh, sequel it, book but I, ha- I haven't been mm-hmm. able to find out anything oh, about it so I don't know if they're related. Uh, well, it does say that uh, the Wikipedia for Part 2 Sounder does say that it was based on the book Sounder, not the second oh, Sounder okay. book. Um, uh, according to Bob McCann, I don't know who that is, I guess someone who wrote a book about this, uh, the film was, quote, barely released. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert gave the film two stars, and that's all, that's all it says under <laughs> reception. Uh, this is barely a page yes uh but uh, another interesting footnote is that uh the the kid who plays david lee kevin hooks he continued acting for like another uh, you know uh, 10 years uh, up into adulthood but he sort of transitioned into directing um he's mostly a television director he's directed a lot of I like saw this. network yeah, yep. television. He's directed a couple of movies. Made that one um, strictly business with uh, Halle Berry. And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, I a vaguely this familiar thing. But notably, I remember the thing you're going to say. But yeah, we notably say it for in out there. Uh, in 2003, uh, he directed a an ABC uh, Wonderful World of, World of Disney adaptation of Sounder. Yep. Uh, he, uh, co-starring Paul Winfield as the teacher. Yep. And I think that's nice. Yep. Oh, he directed uh, Passenger 57. Mm. Great. Yeah, he's mostly done television. Like, if you've watched a procedural at any point in the last 10 years, he's probably directed an episode of it, it seems like. Yeah, from what I remember, right? Uh, he did some he, of the good ones. He directed a lot of Prison Break, including, mm-hmm. I think, the the movie, like, okay. the wrap-up movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't show up on, on yeah. here as a movie, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, Which, um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, cool. it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that Sounder exists. I'm curious. I'm kind of curious to see it, but... Uh, but also, we'd like, just watch this? And, yeah. And, well, yeah. I'm definitely not going to watch it anytime soon. Right. Uh, and also, this one is pretty good. I don't really see the need to watch a remake of it. Yeah. Yeah. I Especially can... if it's like... What if it's like faithful to the book or something? It sounds awful. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But I also feel like if it's Disney, it almost can't be. It's almost got to be like even nicer than this version. Maybe, you know? yeah. I don't know. It's the wonderful world of Disney. You got to just feel good. That's true. Yeah. You must feel good. <laughs> you must feel good. It's the prime directive. Although I think that Disney also made Old Yeller. So. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. They're... Nobody feels good. No. 
when they when they see it. I've never seen it. We don't no. have to watch it, right? It's no, like, I don't okay. think so. Okay. Yeah. No, those live action Disney movies. I don't think they did particularly well for okay. a long time. Okay. That's why Disney had to buy 20th Century Fox uh, to get all those uh, prestigious uh, good movies. Okay. Uh, 20th Century Fox is actually uh, because I have I always have the page the Wikipedia page open which has every Academy Award nominee right. and they got some statistics at the bottom. Uh, every Best Picture nominee. And 20th Century Fox has made the most Best Picture nominees of any studio by, like, a wide margin. I did not know that. Yeah. And now Disney owns all of those movies. Do you think it's because they were... Well, no, I guess not. I was going to ask if it was because they were continually operating studio for the longest amount of time. Well, no. In fact, Because, like, they're still MGM... Is still, you know, and like Universal and stuff. Well, they I all mean, would have started around the same time, right? Or no. No, uh, no, I'm just making shit. Yeah, up. most most of the studio, most of like the big seven studios are uh, a lot older than 20th Century Fox. Oh, okay. Uh, well, for one thing, 20th Century Fox started as and two the, studios that merged, right. 20th Century and Fox, right? And they both started around the late 20s, around the start of the sound era, and they merged in the late 30s or so. Okay. Um. And, you know, since they were two studios, any of those Best Picture nominees get, you know, rubbed into that. But, yeah, like like Universal started in, like, uh, 1919 and MGM shortly after that. Okay. Uh, I guess I just thought that Fox was older than it is. No, that's fair. Um, But what's interesting about them is... uh, you know, Fox Studios. It was started by William Fox, who was who produced uh, Sunrise, right? Uh, but for I think for another studio. No, no, no. It was produced by uh, William Fox Studios, uh, but like he was the first like independent producer that would just uh, that would produce like fo- four or five big movies a year, rather than like Universal would like crank out product and product and product. And William Fox was like, what if I concentrate on making really good movies? Right. Maybe people will, uh, maybe those will make, I won't make as much money as if I made a lot of movies, but like people will know the brand Fox and maybe he'll start to make better, you know, make more money. And so they focused on like big prestige productions. And so they got a lot of uh, Best Picture nominations. Um I don't think Sounder was a was a 20th Century Fox movie, so, <laughs> so this is all irrelevant. Very irrelevant, uh, but you know what? Why not? Uh, we had to talk about it at some point. No, we didn't at all. Hey, distributed it by 20th Century Fox. Hey, there you go. It all this came is back all, around. This is all on brand. Yep. Uh, on topic, it is on brand. It's on uh, brand to, too. Yeah, uh, just every once in a while, I like to digress about uh, the history <laughs> of the business of movie making. This is actually true. It is on brand for yeah. you. Um, that's it, right? I think that's it. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you got to get uh, that ranking up. They changed the categories in iTunes, and now they're even more specific. And so there's maybe even a, a, a more of a chance that we'll like get into like a page of like movie podcasts that would be nice yeah uh that can only happen if you go into the itunes store and rate us leave reviews that's how you get your number even even if hundreds of people start downloading this podcast we won't show up because nobody rates the podcast (laughs) uh you can follow Uh, us Hmm? oh no i was just gonna say uh you know uh our friend steph told us that uh we showed up as a spotify suggestion yeah that's really cool i don't know how that we don't know how that happened yeah that's wild but that's still nice yeah very cool it's you know a nice thing yeah listen to us on spotify and maybe that will happen again uh, for somebody else yeah 
Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Nominees Pod, on Instagram at Nominees Pod. Yeah. I've been using it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, only, you know, once per cycle, mm-hmm. but still. Sure, why not? Yep. Uh, send us an email at nominespod at gmail.com. It would give us something else to say at this ending part uh, rather than this whole long uh, spiel. It's true. We have a Patreon. Don't follow us on Patreon or do, and then maybe I'll be forced to uh, finally release one of our bonus episodes. It's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels like we're forgetting something, but I, yeah. I don't really know what it would be. Uh, coming up next week, or in two weeks, or in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. Coming up at some point, whenever we're able to record an episode. The Godfather. We got it. We got there. Uh, the like number one or two greatest film of all time, according to according IMDb. To people. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, if it is good or if it is bad. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> it's probably it's probably not bad. not bad. I've seen it before. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> it hasn't suddenly become bad. Yes. Uh, oh, it's canceled. <laughs> the Godfather is canceled. You know what? We're canceling everything else. So. Yeah. Well, might as well. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up next. And then in that episode, we'll announce ooh, our miniseries after that. You know, ooh, we get... Didn't we already announce no, it? Well, that, that, okay, we're doing The Godfather. Oh, and then right. after we that, announced the ne- we're that's doing... Right. We already announced the one yeah. after that. But we're going to announce the one after that. Yes. Ooh. After The Godfather's 1994. Yep. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. Yep. That'll be interesting. Going right from The Godfather to Four Weddings and a Funeral. You know what? The Godfather also has weddings and funerals. It has It has one. One wedding. I guess no, it's No, I guess a, it's the all that stuff's in uh, the is in Godfather 2. Well, no, it? there's one there's I've one wedding. There Godfather is two, I mean, sort of like awake or something. Uh yeah. and then uh there's also uh, a christening. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Christening and a shooting and a shoot. Right, no. Four shootings and a christening. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So look forward to uh, more stellar uh, jokes like that. I know. I, pr- I promise uh, I'll try to get some sleep before the next episode. Yes. You were fine. I was fine. Yeah. Thank you. I was adequate. Yes. Yep. Uh, I have been mediocre. <laughs> uh, later. Later. Later.